Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Taking you back to the golden era of Formula One. Mavericks, free spirits, drivers dicing with danger and even death. Welcome to Formula Once Upon a Time. The biggest events and incidents from the history of Formula One. The behind the scenes stories that could not be told until now. Here's Norman Howell and Roberto Bocafogli. And this episode is all about Niki Lauda, that extraordinary Austrian driver, survived a terrible accident in Nürburgring, won three world titles, and owned and ran three airlines. Well, we caught up with Daniel Audetto, who of course knew Lauda very well at Ferrari. Roberto asked him about those early years. Daniele was the manager, was the director of Team Ferrari in 1976. That was a very special year because it's, it turned to be maybe the most dramatic, the most unforgettable season in the recent Formula One history. Daniel, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I can uh, say what uh, was a book of uh, Mr. Ferrari, and so he say, Gioie e Dolori. So, 76 was exactly happiness and pain. That was the 76. Daniel, we are dedicating all this podcast to Niki Lauda. It is uh, one here since his departure last last season in May. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I must anticipate that for me personally, Nicky is not only a great driver, a three times world champion, he is a monument. He has been a monument for the sport and for all the background. You joined Ferrari at the end of 1975 season and you found a very young Nicky Lauda, already once world champion. Which kind of man? more than a driver, did you find at that moment? I had the chance to meet Nicky in 75 when Luca had an accident in Zandvoort and he broke his arm and his leg. So he invited me when I was still in principle of the Lancia Rally team at Zedbeck, Austrian Grand Prix. And I was very impressed meeting Nicky Lauda and touched me very much how this young man was so focused, was so intelligent and the relationship with Luca was so close and I was already impressed and I had the chance to meet Nicky Lauda already in, in 75, the year that he won the World Championship. Then you got to the proper job, let's say, 
you started managing the team and the team was the winning team at the time after a long time without winning because Nicky was champion in 75, 11 years after John Surtis in 1964. So you found a Ferrari winning once again and the Ferrari was the team to beat the next season. What's the atmosphere there? Well, the atmosphere was really very good, very focused on starting a strong 76 season. We had the winning 312T Ferrari, that was a fantastic car. And we start in Brazil with a fantastic win of Niki. And uh, from the beginning, it was really just Ferrari, Ferrari, winning uh, Brazil, winning Cayalami, uh, South Africa, winning uh, Long Beach uh, with uh, Claire Gazzoni. It was really a perfect start. Daniel, you said that Nicky was a very focused young man. Now, obviously, racing drivers are clearly very focused people for all the reasons we know. Was there anything that was standing out in your mind? Did you see anything that was special in him? Well, you say they are all focused. It's not correct in 75-76 because uh, in 75-76 the drivers were more, uh, yes, they were uh, not amateur because you you had uh, people like uh, Jackie Stewart, Jim Clark uh, that were also very committed. But Nicky Lauda was not only committed but was very professional. In my opinion, Nicky Lauda changed the way of... uh, leaving the way of the driver in Formula One because, you know, I had in the team Claire Gazzoni that was a very talented driver, but he was not professional and focused and committed like Nicky was. So the drivers, little by little, understood that was better to be like uh, Nicky if they want to win a racing. Daniel, I remember one day that really hit me very, very much. It was the day of Grand Prix of Spain where Nicky arrived after having had uh, a crash in his personal garden at his house when working, and then he broke uh, one rib or two ribs, I don't remember very well. But uh, then he came to Spain, he started uh, the race uh, with some medical health, and then he finished second, and at the end of the race he was uh, nearly destroyed. Can you please remind uh, what really happened that day? Because I think that we had the first taste of Nicky as a hero. And then, of course, he showed it much better after his crash at the Nürburgring in August. Well, uh, let's say Spain, Hyarama Circuit, Hyarama Circuit, was the first uh, Grand Prix after the three overseas races, uh, Brazil, South Africa, and uh, uh, Long Beach. And it was also a big change for Ferrari because the 312T became the 312T2 because all the team complained with the S-Coupe, and they thought that the S-Coupe was uh, very much favoring the 12-cylinder Ferrari. So they uh, changed the rules uh, during the season, and we have to use the 312T without the S-Coupe, but with the lateral air take. So Nicky was testing the, the new 312T2, in Fiorano, he was happy. He said, I don't really feel any change in power and uh, I will be ready for Karama. Just uh, maybe 10 days before Yarama or one week, he called me and said, ah, you have a problem? I roll with my tractor in my garden and I broke three ribs. 
and it's very painful. Say, but you can really drive the car for Spain? Yeah, I think so, but he was not very fully committed. So we start to look for another driver and we contact um, Maurizio Flamini, that was an Italian, very good Formula 2 driver, and was planning to come to test Nicky car. And Nicky immediately called and say, no, 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 I, I, I will be ready and uh, don't uh, ask any driver. I will be ready to race. And he arrived uh, in um, Madrid with Willy Dangle. The, the first time that uh, I met uh, with his uh, physio was more than a physio, was a magician. And uh, I saw Nicky very painful and um, Willy Dangle put a, a, a big uh, stitch around uh, his uh, ribs. And before the race, he had a Novocaine uh, injection to keep the pain uh, away. And uh, he was uh, really fighting during the race. He finished uh, second because in uh, Harama, it's a, it's a very Mickey Mouse circuit. And when uh, he crossed the finish line, he fell out. He, he lost the sense. And uh, in fact, I had uh, to go on the podium to represent Nicky. I, I, I was in the podium with uh, James Hunt and with uh, Nielsen. And after, I went to the scrutineering and uh, they found that uh, the McLaren was too wide and too high. And in a circuit like Harama, was uh, very important uh, to, to have more downforce. And James Hunt was disqualified. So I was informing Nikki that he won the Grand Prix. Formula Once Upon a Time. Of course, Daniel Audetto was also there on that dramatic day. The Nurburgring, that was halfway through the season, Nikki had a big advantage over the James Hunt because he won uh, after. Karama, Spain, uh, he won in Monte Carlo, he won in uh, Zolder in Belgium, he won in uh, Branzetsch, so he was dominating the season. But he had a problem with uh, Nürburgring, and he really fought before the race to cancel the race because uh, he was, uh, quite rightly, saying that uh, Nürburgring was too dangerous for the Formula One cars. And he was really pushing and uh, commit himself very much to not race in Nürburgring. At the end of the day, they had um, a voting and uh, Emerson Fittipaldi was also against and he was the president of the Formula One Driver Commission. They went to vote and for one or two votes, the decision was to race. But I say to Nicky, don't be so emotional, uh, committed to, to, to against the Nürburgring because first of all, we are in Germany, you are Austrian and all the press was uh, very against uh, Nicky in this position. So he was already a little bit nervous. And when, uh, during the qualifying, uh, he managed to be second. Uh, pole position was uh, James, less than one second from James. So with all the chance uh, to win or to finish second, that was still a good uh, result because he has uh, so much lead. But unfortunately, at the start of the race, we had uh, rain, the track was wet. And uh, they all start on wet, except Jochen Mas, that I think he had a good information from some friends on the other side of the circuit. 
And after the first lap, everybody start uh, to change the tires. And you have to understand that to change the tires at this time was uh, quite a difficult operation. We don't had uh, use the warmers. Everybody use uh, Goodyear quite hard tires, cold, uh, still wet. We lost a little bit uh, time uh, in changing the tires. And when Nicky Starr was maybe in 10, 11 position, he started very strong, very fast, and he overtook immediately like a, you know, <laughs> a rocket, uh, two or three cars. But when he arrived at the bearwork, he lost control of the car. Uh, maybe it was the tires too, too cold, uh, and it was still very humid, the, the, the corner, and he crashed. He crashed, and uh, immediately he was hurt by, I think, uh, Brett Langer and Harold Ertel, and maybe Guy Edwards, and the car took fire. Also, Arthur arrived on the scene, and uh, they helped Nicky to come out uh, from the car, but he was staying in the car, I think, more than one minute in the fire, but more important, inhaling all the smoke and the liquid of the extinguisher and the fume of the gasoline, and uh, he was still conscious, and uh, they took him in the Adenau, a little hospital in um, near the circuit. And the director of the race was Uske von Einstein. They took me to the hospital and we went uh, immediately to find uh, the best solution. And we put him in a helicopter that he took him in uh, Mannheim. And where, uh, luckily, thanks to Uske von Einstein, he, he knew the, the professor Peter, I think, that he prepared the clean room. And in fact, they saved the life of Nikki for 10 or 15 minutes because the problem was not really the bird, uh, was what he inhaling. So for two or three days, they gave a little chance to survive uh, to Nikki. But then... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Daniel, and we are to the big history. As we said, Nicky wanted to be back. He had an incredible recover. And uh, I mean, were you also 
surprised about his wish, his strength in wanting to be back. Because once again, when he learned that Ferrari was looking for another driver to help the team to keep the championship or the championships, he wanted to rush back his comeback to Monza and that he did. Have you been surprised about that or not? More, more than surprised. Mr. Ferrari didn't want uh, Nicky to race in Monza, but not only Monza, but to finish the championship. In fact, uh, when Nicky was still in the hospital, Enzo Ferrari asked me to contact immediately Emerson Fittipaldi first, but Emerson was uh, under contract with Copersucker. Then we contacted Ronnie Peterson, and Ronnie Peterson was available, was ready to come to test the car that we prepared for him, that his was quite tall. And uh, when Nicky knew that uh, Ronnie was uh, coming uh, to test his car in Fiorano, he, he really reacted very strongly. And he, after maybe 15 days, he was uh, much better. He can talk on the phone. And uh, he called uh, Luca Montezemolo and said, ah, you, you cannot do that to me. I don't want Ronnie to, to drive for my car. So Luca called uh, Avocato Agnelli, Avocato Agnelli called Enzo Ferrari, and Enzo Ferrari asked me to stop Ronnie Peterson to come. So it, then uh, we have to, to find another driver, and uh, we, we agree. And Nicky also agree in principle that we took uh, Carlos Reutemann that was uh, driving for Brabham for uh, Bernie Eccleston. At this point, uh, the recovery of uh, uh, Nicky was going very fast because physically he was very fit. And then he asked to drive in Monza. So Ferrari contractually say, look, we have a contract. If you want to drive, you have yes to show me that it's fine fast and fit. If it is it is fat, fast and fit, he can drive. So I say, Nicky, Mr. Ferrari, we want you to come to Fiorano to make a, a test. And if you pass the test, you will drive uh, in uh, Monza. And that was incredible because he came with his uh, plane. And when he arrived in Fiorano, he was very skinny, very pale, was, was really touching my, my heart because it was really in, in poor condition. But he said, okay, give me the overall. He went to the Palazzino in Fiorano, he, he changed, he came. The, the overall was a little bit larger, than he, he lost a lot of weight. He went in the car, he said to Poggi, okay, start the engine. He made two or three laps very slow. So everybody was looking at each other. You see, Nicky cannot... Yeah, you know, when he came back, he said to Poggi something, maybe some arrangement, and then he started maybe to do 10 laps, a little bit faster. Then he came back again, and then he asked to change the tires. And then he did maybe 30, 40 laps, faster and faster. And at the end, he did almost almost the, 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 the record of Fiorano. So we have to inform Mr. Ferrari that uh, he did a lot of laps, so he was fit, and he did a very good time, so he was fast. And Mr. Ferrari said, okay, now what we do? We already signed for Carlos Reutemann. We have to prepare three cars to go to Monza. And then we went to Monza with three cars, and uh, Nicky was, uh, <laughs> again, fantastic. He cannot close the eyes because of the bird. He was still uh, bladding because... Uh, the air was not uh, fully recovered, so we, when he changed the bataclava, was really <laughs> painful because it uh, was sticking uh, to the blood uh, on the face. And he finished fourth. He finished fourth, so he maintained 
quite a good leader on the championship. And that was more than a miracle because when I saw Nicky before in Fiorano, I, I saw him in the hospital in, in my name. And we, when I put him in the helicopter to go to the hospital, he, he was already called the, 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 the arm. And that was more than a miracle. It was really a superman. Daniele, the last page was uh, in October at Fuji. Once again, rain. That rain was uh, nearly unaffordable for him in those conditions. His uh, uh, problems to all his eyes were still there. And he decided to stop because he was thinking that drivers had agreed just to drive the first one, two, three laps and then to stop because it was too dangerous. Then they didn't. He stopped. And you ask him what? The real story is uh, that Bernie Eccleston asked uh, the team principal, me and uh, Teddy Meyer, the president of the drivers, Emerson Fittipaldi, James Hunt and Nicky Lauda to have a meeting in the race direction room. Yeah. And they say, look, people, we are losing time. In one hour, we lose connection with the television. We lose the money from the promoter. So you have to start the race. You are fighting for the championship. You are the president of the drivers. I ask you to start the race and to stop after, because then the, 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 the race will be valid for the promoter, for the television, etc., etc. We don't lose the money, etc., etc. So James Hunt, Nicky Lauda, Emerson Fittipaldi shake hands and they agree to stop. That is the truth. But what we didn't know is that when James went to the to the pits to talk with the Teddy Meyer and especially to Alistair Caldwell, he said, look, I have to start, but I stop after one or two laps because it's what we agreed with Bernie Eccleston and with Emerson Fittipaldi and me and Nicky also. What happened is Teddy Meyer, that was the principal, was a lawyer and especially Alistair Caldwell, that was the team manager or the chief mechanic, they say, if you do that, we kill you, you, you lose all the money, etc., etc. Uh, so they forced him not to stop. But he cannot inform us, especially Nicky, that he has to, 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 to continue because Teddy Mayer and especially Alistair Kohler. So Nicky and Emerson Fittipaldi and the two drivers of the Brabham stop, uh, Carlos Pace and uh, was the Australian Perkins. They stopped uh, after one lap. And uh, when uh, Nicky came out, I knew that he was waiting uh, for uh, James uh, to, to stop. So he waited for uh, three or four laps, and then he understood that uh, James was not stopping. And uh, he said, I don't want to say that we had a disagreement because if James wins, his problem. I didn't want to risk my life because it's more important my life than the world championship. I don't want to give any excuse that we broke something. That is the truth. I stopped because it's too dangerous. And he lost the championship because James finished third. But as uh, Morris, the journalist, is writing a book and he, he spoke with Alistair Caldwell. Alistair Caldwell, because uh, Teddy Mayer passed away two years ago. Alistair Caldwell confirm to Maurice Hamilton that uh, it's true that uh, James Hunt won't stop. So, Nicky lost the championship for one point, but uh, the men won 
And my only mistake was that uh, I should have asked Nikki stay in the car for two or three more laps, a way that uh, James also stop, but he, he didn't want to say that was the agreement. If he doesn't want to respect the agreement, it's not my problem, it's his problem. So he's very straightforward man, very honest, and, uh, you know, a lot of respect uh, to Nikki's decision. In the end of everything that year, Nikki said, or Nikki let uh, understand, that he lost the championship also because the team didn't trust him enough. Enzo Ferrari after the crash in Nürburgring and so on. How can you quickly comment this? That is not true. The problem is, and that is true, that Nicky was very upset with me first because I went to see uh, Emerson Fittipaldi, I, I contact uh, Ronnie Pedersen. But Enzo Ferrari said to me, what do you do in the hospital? There, the, the doctors are taking care of Nicky. You, you have to go and ask uh, Emerson So Nicky Lauda was also and that I understand, was also thinking that he did not commit any mistake when he had the accident. But because Enzo Ferrari want to analyze the car and he want to analyze everything, and it was not a broken suspension that caused the accident. Unfortunately, it was, you know, <laughs> you cannot say mistake, but in fact, Nicky Lauda was not happy with, with us about uh, the handling. But, you know, the doctors say maybe he's dying. He, after three, four days, they give him the last rights, you know. So, Enzo Ferrari had a, a team with 100 people, commitments, etc. So he, he has to go on. And that Nicky never forget. But he already signed the contract for 77. And then he raced for 77, but he was not happy with Ferrari. And in fact, when he won the championship, two races before the finish, before Canada and Japan, he said, thank you very much. And he went to Brabham and he took some mechanic with him, like Kogi. And uh, so unfortunately for the first two or three years, the relationship uh, with Ferrari was not the best. And uh, luckily, we became friends again, and uh, he, he came to my hospitality because he was the only one that he can eat a very good uh, spaghetti pasta. Uh, <laughs> but it's true that uh, Nicky had a bad sentiment with Ferrari when he left. Formula Once Upon a Time very interesting to hear the inside story from Daniel Audetta. Roberto, do you, do you have any memories of, of Nicky? Very many, very many, because um, after the Ferrari area, which was so important for all of us, I mean, I am Italian, you can imagine what Nicky meant for us, for our passion and so on. Nicky just came to Ferrari after so many years of Ferrari not winning, then he came and all of a sudden Nicky Lauda, Nicky Lauda, Nicky Lauda, nothing else. I started having my first, very first interest for Grand Prix just because of Nicky Lauda. Then he left, then he disappeared, he retired, everybody very upset and unhappy for it. And the idea of him coming back was fantastic. I remember that many people in Italy were happy for Nicky Lauda, good results, even if uh, he was not a Ferrari driver, because uh, he left a memory exactly as uh, he still was uh, very much close to Italy. In Italy, everybody loved Nicky Lauda. I did very much. And uh, he left uh, something like uh, the passion for the man, even if not uh, uh, yet, even if not uh, driving for Ferrari anymore. I don't remember anything else like that in Formula One. 
No, because normally, especially for Italian fans, of course, it's it's uh, Ferrari, 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 quite rightly. And if you leave Ferrari, that's it. You're, you're persona non grata. You're just gone and forgotten. But you're right. Nicky managed to keep that. Um, I think the fans just saw through the extraordinary passion and commitment that he had, and they just respected it. And even though he went to then arch rivals and you know arch uh, British rivals uh, McLaren. And when we first spoke to Daniel Adetto, I suggested to him that Lauda was probably the very first professional racing driver in Formula One, and that he's a straight-talking guy too. Well, Nicky was so straight that even with Enzo Ferrari, he had a, not always a very good relationship, and especially with Mauro Forghieri, because Nicky, as his point of view, and he knew more than everybody else what was going on in Ferrari, because... When we finished the qualifying or the practice, etc., etc., uh, Clay Regazzoni, Mario Andretti, Jacques Lafitte, uh, they go playing tennis, they go to the... Yes, Nicky stay with the mechanics. He want to speak with the, uh, the Goodyear people to know the latest compound. He want to know which piston. He always want the engine with the male uh, pistons in his engine. He, he wants to, to see the, the, the diagram of the power of the engine. He, he, he was so, so committed, so intelligent, so dedicated that no other drivers, they, they were like Nicky. Now everybody's doing the same, briefing, debriefing, they want to see the chart, they want to see the diagram, etc., etc. But uh, at, at this time, only Nicky was uh, to, to this level. And that's why I say it at the beginning, that Nicky was the driver that changed the attitude, the professionalism, because before they were a little bit romantic drivers, you know, gentleman drivers, a little bit, you know. Nicky was the first real professional driver that changed the, the, the auto. Then you had the Prost, you had the Senna, but the first one was Nicky Lauda. That is our first podcast about Nicky Lauda, focusing on the Ferrari years. Our thanks to Daniel Auditto. Lauda is such a big name in the sport and there are so many stories. So you can hear more about Lauda with Morris Hamilton in part two, which is available now. Thanks for listening and please like and subscribe to get more Formula Once Upon a Time. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.